If you're a researcher who wants to work on clinical trials, listen up. Dr. Tina Sulis, CEO of Neuroscience Trials Australia, is here with all the advice on this episode of the Flory Stroke podcast. I'm Tessa Marshall, and this is Scientists of Stroke by Flory Stroke. Welcome to Scientists of Stroke by Flory Stroke, where we discover how researchers at the Flory Institute are working to prevent and reduce the impact of strokes. You can follow us on Twitter at Flory Stroke. Hi, Tina. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Tessa. Thanks for asking me to speak. Yeah, it's great to have you here on the podcast and to hear a bit more about NTA and what they do. So just for starters, could we hear briefly about what Neuroscience Trials Australia is all about? Sure. So Neuroscience Trials Australia, usually we refer to Neuroscience Trials Australia as NTA. So that's what I'm going to do moving forward because it's easier to say. Much fewer syllables. (laughs) We are what's called a contract research organisation, which means we contract out our services for researchers, for companies, uh, or any other stakeholders that want to run a clinical trial to global regulatory standards. The nice thing about our organisation is it is owned by the Flory Institute which means that at the end of every year, whatever surplus we make goes back to support basic research at the Flory. And we're also unique because we mainly specialise in all aspects of neuroscience mm-hmm. clinical research. So if you're a researcher within an institution and you want to start a clinical trial or get involved in a clinical trial and you're thinking about getting an organisation like NTA involved, at what point should you do that and how should you go about it? So really, there is no such thing as too early. It's really important to understand the process of clinical trials, why things cost what they do, what you will be paying for, what all the different processes and steps of putting together a a trial. But it's really important, as I said, to involve us as early as possible because what we find is successful funding of these type of clinical trials often relates to the depth of information you've provided in your grant And if you have come to us early enough, we find we're quite successful in that manner because the granting bodies now want to see that level of detail. Who will manage your trial? How will it be managed? What will it involve? How much time will be spent on each of these aspects? So as early as possible is is the short answer. And before the grant (laughs) Before the grant. It it can be a week before the grant. That's okay. But just not the day before. Yeah. Need some time (laughs) to have a look at everything and provide a response. (laughs) Yeah. Great. You know, even if it's you're just thinking about doing a clinical trial, I'd be more than happy to take a, a phone call from you, have a cup of coffee with you. There's no obligation. And it means that you guys can concentrate on the research that you do. That's your bread and butter. The whole purpose as well of us being involved in your clinical trial is ultimately getting the end data having integrity so that you can publish in a really good journal. You can collaborate with another commercial entity to further your research. When you get NTA involved... Do you get involved for the entire clinical trial or can you just have some services, for example, at the start or at the end? What's the scope of the involvement? That's a great question, Tessa, because we can do any of the above. Um, so it could be that you, you just need us to write your protocol, get a biostatistician involved, find some clinical trial sites for you, uh, negotiate the budget or uh, put the ethics Human Research Ethics Committee package together. It could be that you would want us to do that as well as project manage the entire process 
Or it could be that we just go out routinely and monitor the data that's been collected at a trial site. And in between, you project manage with our support a little bit. So it could be all of it. It could be some of it. Great. So you can have as little or as much involvement as you need. And it's great to discuss that at the start. Yes. See what required yeah what else makes nta stand out yes so we also run the clinical trial networks in stroke in epilepsy in ms motor neuron disease we support mitochondrial disease uh, alzheimer's disease as well so we have a lot of intelligence and experience about all the different indications in neuroscience so if we were to be approached and they wanted to talk to us about how feasible it is to do a study in australia we could probably tell them off the top of our heads what it would cost and how likely it is they could recruit for a particular study and what the challenges would be, how long it would take. That's fantastic. Yeah, because yeah, a clinical trial is such a huge undertaking. It's so yeah. good to have that expertise and someone who knows the way yeah. through things. Yeah. And do you do just Australia or do you do worldwide? Right now, about 80% of our work does come from outside of Australia and that's mainly from small to medium biotechnology companies. Unlike the rest of the world, it's very straightforward to get a trial approved in Australia. We don't have a regulatory review, which means that every protocol that you design and run in Australia, the whole approval is done by the Human Research Ethics Committee, not the TGA or not the FDA. So how does that change things then? It means that if you were doing the equivalent trial in the US, you would have to go generally to the FDA and negotiate the path forward and open up what's known as an IND or an investigational new drug application. And that takes months and costs a lot of money. So you can bypass that system here in Australia, firstly. Secondly, as I said, there's no regulatory review. So there's a lot of time that can be saved by that whole process. In some countries around the world, for example, in China, it takes 12 months to approve a study. In Australia, we usually say from the time that you have your final protocol to us, from the time of the first patient first visit, it's usually about three to four months. That's so fast. Yes, it's very fast because everything is done by the Human Research Ethics Committees. In Australia, we all use the one Medicines Australia contract research template. So there's less of toing and froing from the lawyers at each of the institutions. It saves a lot of time and money, which is great as well. The data that you generate in Australia is acceptable to other regulatory authorities. So that's really advantageous for companies that want to come here and use the advantage of the exchange rate. But also, since about 2011, our federal government introduced a really generous and fair tax incentive. It means for companies that set up a little subsidiary here in Australia, or even for Australian companies, if they have a turnover of less than $20 million, which sounds a lot like a lot of money, But as anyone who knows clinical research is very expensive, they can claim 43.5% back of whatever they spend on research and development. So we're seeing companies come from overseas because they don't have to open up an IND. The data that they generate is acceptable. They can pretty much halve the, the cost of their study by doing it in Australia. They can use that data, you know, do it cost effectively and then take it back to their countries of origin or go to the FDA and open up an IND, as I said. So this is all accessible to Australian companies as well, Australian researchers. That's fantastic. It sounds like it's much more streamlined and perhaps faster than some other countries, but still maintaining that same really high standard that you need to get things approved around the world. So I guess you've already mentioned your specialisation in neuroscience and some of the advantages of doing your clinical trials in Australia. 
And another NTA specialised in neuroscience, but do you have capacity to help with other sorts of trials as well? Yes. So we're formally moving into other areas, particularly oncology. We currently do do other studies. We're doing some vaccine studies and diabetes studies. So we do pretty much everything that comes along. We rely on the researchers or the company to be the therapeutic experts, if you like, Um, We're really operational experts and we know the regulations, the global regulations that we work to day in, day out. That's our job to make sure that, again, whatever data you're generating is going to have integrity, uh, but also that the study is being done to the global rules of good clinical practice. Yes, because we want the trials to be the best possible and up to all of those standards. Yes. Great. Well, thank you, Tina, for talking to me. Um, It's been great hearing from you here in your office at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Thanks for joining our conversation about clinical trials with Dr. Tina Soulis from Neuroscience Trials Australia. You can learn more about NTA at their website, neurotrialsaustralia.com, or follow them on Twitter at neurotrialsaus, that's A-U-S. I'm your host, Tessa Marshall. To keep up with the latest in stroke, don't forget to like and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at Stroke.